Hey there! Welcome to episode 66 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Peter Ruppert, and he'll read from his book, Limitless, Nine Steps to Launch Your One Extraordinary Life. Opening quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. Introduction. Consider the difference between limitless living, living boldly, loving what we do and achieving our dreams, and limited living, being frustrated, marginally happy, and unfulfilled. Why is it that some people are able to achieve huge successes while others drift from day to day? How do some, despite extremely challenging circumstances, rise up to make a big impact or achieve great things, and others, given the benefit of significant talent or opportunity, end up settling for so much less? What makes the difference? This book was written for those, young and old, who want something more in their lives, who have big goals, who aren't satisfied with their current situation. They simply don't want to settle for the status quo or for good enough and have dreams they want to chase, not give up on. Throughout the course of our lives, we will all face a multitude of challenges. We will struggle with self-doubt. We will experience career and even personal failures. During these times, It's important to know that we're not alone and that others have been in similar situations and have still found their way to create a great life and a successful career they love. How do I know this? Because my own life has followed a similar path. I've experienced my share of failures along with successes, and I'm excited to share the lessons and principles I've learned along the way. It was during my own times of failure and disappointment that I first began to study what made other people successful in work and life. And over time, I found nine common themes, almost universally present in extraordinary people. I first captured them as a list to guide my own actions on my personal journey. I later placed the list on my kid's bathroom mirror to be a constant reminder to them. I even laminated it and titled it Traits of a Champion with the hope it would inspire them to always strive for their best and never give up, even when they fail. All four of my kids have grown up seeing these nine traits every day when they get up and before they go to bed. Eventually, I began sharing the list with others, first at a conference and then at subsequent speaking events and talks with my team and other young adults. These talks generated so much interest in the nine common themes that I I decided to summarize my thoughts and experiences and capture them in this book, 
My goal in writing it has been to share what I've learned and to help shorten the learning curve for others who are looking for more and want the same kind of inspiration and guidance. Finding and learning to integrate these traits into my daily activities has not only helped change the trajectory of my own life, I've also seen it do the same for others. My wish is that it will have the same impact for my children and for everyone who reads this book. Throughout its pages, I hope this book communicates that each one of us is born with a unique combination of talent, skills, and smarts that, when put to concerted use, can allow us to create the kind of limitless life we imagine. Every one of us has the potential to serve the world in our own unique way. No matter the situation, the frustrations, or the difficulties we've faced, it's possible to overcome and pursue our dreams. It is our choice. It is up to us. We don't have to just live from one day to the next. We can control our destiny and can progress toward creating the life we envision. It is never too early or too late to start. It takes some careful planning and intentionality, but a proactive, consistent approach will ultimately lead us to where we hope to be. When I first read President Theodore Roosevelt's words at the beginning of this introduction, I was captivated. It's my favorite quote of all time and has been a constant reminder for me. The key to success in work and life is more than arriving in the world with our specific talents and abilities and expecting things to just work out. It's about actually getting into the arena and doing the work. It's about standing up and fighting hard every day for what we hope to achieve. It's about struggling and failing and then getting back up again and again. This journey of ups and downs, of wins and losses, is typical of what virtually every successful person has experienced. There are no overnight success stories. In researching successful individuals, I have learned that there's no substitute for hard work and that even the most successful people in the world struggle with self-doubt. We all face fatigue, discouragement, and disappointment along the way. Every one of us has our own journey and learning curve. Whether you're just finishing school and ready to attack the world, or are mid-career and looking for inspiration or to make a change, my hope is that, that these nine steps can become the foundational building blocks to inspire you to cast your own vision, follow your own dreams, and do the work to create your one extraordinary life. Pete. Chapter 1. Opening Quotes. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think we shall become. Buddha. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Dan Millman. And if I ask you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take for you to name yourself? Anonymous. Chapter 1 Title Win the Battle in Your Head. Perspective Matters. Early in my eighth grade year, my dad suggested that I attend a large all-boys high school across town from where we lived. Although I definitely wasn't excited at first, especially at the prospect of leaving my friends and not having girls in my school, he left the final choice up to me. 
Ultimately, I decided to go, largely put because the all-boys school had a highly successful basketball program, and basketball was my favorite sport. In an ironic twist, I got cut from the basketball team that first year. I was extremely disappointed and lost. I seriously considered going back to my previous school where I knew I already fit in and could easily make the team. That would have been the simple and easy route. But I also wondered if I could dig deep and overcome this obstacle. Was I going to believe that I wasn't good enough to compete at my new school? Or could I find a way to dig deeper, work hard, and make the team the next season? We all experience positive and negative self-talk like this on a regular basis. Whether you realize it or not, you're probably having the same internal conversations over and over every day. These two opposing voices compete for our mindset every day and every minute. For example, when something bad or disappointing happens, we can easily be, easily be swayed by our negative self-talk. We all know this voice well. It's the one that told me I wasn't good enough to make the basketball team my freshman year. That negative voice told me things like, you're a failure, life isn't fair, stretching yourself is too risky. On the other hand, there's a positive voice that can join our internal dialogue. It encourages us to focus on the good aspects of every situation, chalking up the negative ones to learning opportunities. When we decide to listen to this voice, we refuse to let our bad experiences define us and bring us down, and we're encouraged to wonder what we can learn from the situation. Focusing on the positive can help us grow to become even better despite our challenges. When I listened to this positive voice during my freshman year of high school, I imagined not giving up, working hard all summer to improve my basketball game, and eventually making the team my sophomore year. I've learned that these internal conversations are crucial to the success or failure of everything I do, large and small, from my business ventures to my daily activities. The internal dialogue I have with myself, and whether it's largely positive or negative, has played a pivotal role in my ability or inability to overcome difficulties and to achieve success in life and work. The reason is simple. When I let the negative self-talk win more often than the positive self-talk, I begin to allow my bad experiences to define my future. I can develop a pattern of being afraid to take risk in both big and small decisions if I'm not careful. When I let the negative experience I've had define and drive me, I lose confidence, and more importantly, I lose hope. On the flip side, the world is full of examples of others who have gone through enormous trials and somehow maintained enough faith in themselves to eventually experience incredible success. Why do some people rebound and find success while others shrink away from working hard to achieve their dreams and goals? The difference is this. Those who succeed have worked to allow positive self-talk to triumph over negative. They have won the battle in their head by not allowing their negative thoughts, which are always present, to drown out the positive. They have refused to let bad experiences define or drive them. Instead, they have turned those experiences into learning opportunities. This is exactly what I finally chose to do when it came to playing basketball during my sophomore year. I decided to believe anything was possible, and I put in the long hours that entire summer to become a better player. I certainly knew there was a chance I would fail again, but I decided to try anyway. I decided I 
to believe I could become good enough. And sure enough, my sophomore year came and the belief in myself and the extra dedication paid off and I made the team. I didn't play much, but I kept working hard. And as a junior, I made the varsity team. And then in my senior year, I was elected captain by my teammates. This was one of my first experiences where I learned the vital importance of winning the battle in my head. It was a crucial learning moment for me and a foundational experience that I later was able to draw upon time and time again when facing even more difficult challenges. Which lens do you use? One of the most important lessons we can learn in life is that we always have the ability to choose which voice we listen to. Each one of us gets to choose whether we want to have a positive or a negative outlook on ourselves and our future. No one else gets decide, to decide this for us. We ultimately make this choice. It is up to us. Carol Dweck, author of Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, says we all go through life with one of two dominant mindsets, a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. People with a fixed mindset believe their talents and skills are fixed and don't really change over time. Those with this mindset focus on doing only what they believe they can do well and accomplish successfully. They usually think their worth resides in their successes, so they tend to play it safe rather than challenging themselves, taking risk and potentially risking failure. They are often paralyzed when it comes to taking action, especially if the action or activity seems risky. Because of this, they usually choose opportunities that seem doable over those that stretch them and help them grow. They also worry about being judged, and they easily see failure as a setback rather than a learning or growth opportunity. Those with a fixed mindset choose to let their negative voices dominate their thoughts. They tend to stay in a safe zone. Those with a growth mindset believe the opposite. They know that with focus and effort, they can improve their intelligence, skills, and talents. Success for those with a growth mindset comes about as they focus on stretching and developing themselves. Their passion for stretching themselves, even when things are not going well, is a hallmark of this mindset and allows them to thrive even in the most challenging times of their life. This is because those with a growth mindset see every failure as a potential learning opportunity rather than a devastating and permanent setback. Because of this, they prioritize learning and growth opportunities. They embrace opportunities to get better and smarter. Those who consistently foster a growth mindset embrace their positive voices, even in tough times. It's your choice. Whether your current mindset is more fixed or tends more toward growth, it doesn't matter. The important thing for each of us is to realize that we have options and we can change our mindset. We have the ability to set the tone for ourselves and get to decide whether the positive conversations in our head get to speak louder than the negative ones. I'd like to thank Peter for sharing his book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.